When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Happy Sunday to you. Vikings Vent Line is risen right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us this morning and afternoon. However, whenever you're consuming Vikings Vent Line on Purple Daily, we just want to see a Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl before we die. I got my guys Okuni and Kyle who are going to join us here in just a bit on Vikings Vent Line. Uh, if this is the first time you're discovering Vikings Vent Line or Purple Daily, welcome. Uh, this is a daily Minnesota Vikings show. We pump out Vikings content seven days a week, not only on this YouTube channel, but on Apple, on Spotify. The Score North app, too, is a central hub for everything we do at Score North. And if you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Vent Line, for the visual audience is scrolling at the bottom of your screen, it's Vikings Vent Line at gmail.com. Uh, shoot me an email. I'll gladly put you in queue. I'll consider you for an episode of Vikings Vent Line. We have last-minute drop-off sometimes, so please, if, you, if you've sent on before, send me another one by all means, and I'll uh, obviously uh, track you down and get you on a future show. We do the show during the Vikings regular season with Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgan, and myself, and of course you, the Vikings fans, where we come on to talk about the Vikings game, but we also do this in the offseason with the draft uh, a little less than two weeks away. There's still plenty to talk about, and we like to do the show in the offseason, give you guys a forum and a platform to talk about the Vikings. We are the most fan-friendly Vikings show around. Vikings Ventline is powered by our friends at Surly Brewing and Surly Brew, Brew Hall. It's the, what, we got the Before I Die beer that's coming here at the Surly Draft Party that we are hosting at Surly on NFL Draft Night Thursday. Um, it's going to be an absolute blast here in about 10 days, and we're going to be yeah, rebrewing our, our own beer before I die. Uh, very on brand with Purple Daily Audience. We just want to see Super Bowl before we die. Getting into the event is completely free. Weather permitting, we're going to be outside too. Uh, so come out, come out and hang out with us. We're going to have a live Vikings vent line forum. And for right now, obviously, the Vikings are picking at 12. So uh, by all means, come out and hang out with us. We'd love to see you. Buy a Surly beer, a Before I Die Pale Ale. Let's tap out that keg. Um, they're a big sponsor of Score North, and we're really excited to see all of you guys there. Also, we'll be giving away a TCL TV. Purple Daily is powered by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. We will be giving away a TCL TV to one lucky Vikings fan as well. So come out and hang out with us at the Surly Brew Hall on NFL Draft Night. All right, pleasant trees out of the way here. Let's get my guys on Okuni and Kyle. Okuni, my man, you're back on Vikings Ventline. You're a veteran here, dude. You you, you have maybe having it cured some of the more appearances on Vikings Ventline. I'm, uh, I'm glad you're back on the show, dude. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I love being on the show. You guys are the most interactive. It's just, it's nice to be able to talk Vikings football with, you know, other fans Heck yeah. like us. 
And Kyle, my man, you, you, you're joining us from uh, from Texas. I see you. Are you rocking? What is, is that a Moss jersey? What are we rocking here? A Carter jersey? Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Okay. It's actually my, my father's jersey. He gave it to me. You don't really, okay. really watch it anymore. I'm trying to get him back into it. But. All right. So you, you sent me an email, Kyle, um, before I brought you on the show. You said you got kind of got an interesting story of how you became a Vikings fan. Uh, here on Ventline, what I have noticed is I so many people have joined us from – outside of Minnesota and even outside the continental United States. And I think it's super unique. So I'm just curious to hear your story too, and how you became a Vikings fan. Well, my great grandparents on my father's side came from a little Island off the coast of Norway farm to Worthington, Minnesota. That's where my father was born. Uh, He spent some time there. My grandfather spent time there and Grew up watching Minnesota football. My my biggest memory is obviously the uh, the Gary Anderson missed field goal, and then from there on, all the the heartache thereafter. You know, I don't have to go down the line of that. We all know that. But what really solidified it was finding out that my, I had family from Norway, and then my uh, my father handed me a Carl uh, Kosolke jersey. Okay, I don't know who he is. He's uh, the other safety along to alongside of Paul Kraft back in the day. Yep, Vikings so legend. That's solidified my my fandom. I'd be wearing it right now, but uh, I, I kind of lost it. Long story, but <laughs> dude, I love that though. So, so your your great grandparents was from Norway. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Okay, that's awesome, dude. Hell yeah! So, like, yeah, you they got came to Minnesota and started a jewelry store in Minnesota. Okay, neat. So, so like, your great grandparents are, are literally like Vikings. They're from Norway to a degree, yeah. right? Yeah. So you got yeah. Vikings in your blood. I love that, man. That's super cool. Very, very cool. Um, boys, it is uh, it is Vikings event line. We're getting close to the draft. So um, I'll start with this first question here. I'm curious, and Okuni, I'll start with you, my man. Um, Vikings are on the clock at 12. There's plenty of possibilities of who they could take and what they could do. So I'm curious on what you think the Vikings should do uh, at the draft this year, especially in that first round. What do you think they're going to do? Well, I pick 12 if... Soft Gardner, Gardner, uh, Derek Stingley Jr., or Trent McDuffie are there. You take one of those guys. I, uh, I now if they're not there, then I am not opposed to moving back and uh, possibly getting Tyler Linderbaum or a wide receiver at a later pick. But if those three cornerbacks are there at pick twelve, you go ahead. And you pick one of them because I understand the the feeling about wanting to pick a wide receiver at pick twelve. I get that, but our biggest need right now is not wide receivers. Our biggest need right now is corners because besides Patrick Peterson and Cam Dantzler, who are outside corners, you know what I'm saying. And Cam Dantzler still has to prove that he can solidify that second spot. And everyone knows Patrick Peterson is getting a little bit older and whatnot. So I think you have to pick Gardner, McDuffie, or Stingley at pick 12 to even just give Cam Dancer a run for his money. And then if those guys aren't there, go ahead and, you know, trade back if you think you need to. to if you think you can still get Linderbaum or a wide receiver or even a linebacker at that point, that's what I think they should do. Yeah, if Sauce Gardner's there, I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, I feel yeah. like um, in most mocks, it kind of looks like he might be the first of those cornerbacks off the board. 
and I don't know if he'd fall to 12, um, but if, 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 if he is there, I think that's a home run pick. It kind of feels like, like if it's Stingler or McDuffie, like you might be reaching a little bit ahead from pick 12 over best player available. And yeah, I mean, defensive backs, they're their biggest glaring weakness, but obviously you also still don't want to reach. But I, I wouldn't be upset too if it's Stingley, McDuffie, uh, a cornerback that you can obviously build, a, build around for years to come. It's your most depleted position, so I wouldn't be shocked at all. Kyle, what do you think, man? What do you think the Vikings are going to do with that first round pick? Well, if it were up to me, I'm, I'm in BPA mode, you know. Whatever the best player available is. We know, when have we ever done that other than Christian Darisaw trading back, you know? Um, either that or trade back. I'm, you know, if it's a DB, if it's wide receiver that you like, you know, if the big three are off the board. I'm Acuna, I'm on the same page with you with that too, you know. The, one of them three are on the board, you you run that. It don't even take 10 minutes. You run that that car right there. You know what I mean? And so, so Kyle, if, if one of those uh, three cornerbacks are off the board, how tempt are off the board? Excuse me. So, like, uh, so Stingley and Sauce and McDuffie, they have they have gone in the first eleven picks. How likely are you potentially to be trading back, or are you just are you firm set on kind of just taking that best player available to at pick twelve? Well, if the if the offer's right, I mean, you know, if you can get acquire especially future picks, you know, you like the Steelers. I know the Steelers has been a big one. If you can get a first round pick next year too and have two to move up and get the quarterback of the future, you know, get him. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, this is such a weird draft where there isn't that stud quarterback that's a lock to go on the top five, right? Like Malik Willis might be the first quarterback off the board. Kenny Pickett could be that first quarterback off the board. No one really knows with the quarterback market. Now, I think teams get desperate as as the draft approaches. So, like, a team like the Steelers could come calling to the Vikings after they see this run or an availability to get a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett. I think the Steelers could be be one of those teams, too, that they can move up with. But if you're the Vikings, and I know Judd's very set on this um, on Purple Daily, that if that happens and you do move back with Pittsburgh or another team that wants to trade up, I think it's a first-round pick in next year's draft minimum. You know, the Bears kind of got that in that Justin Fields trade a year ago. And if you're going to give up and move back, you know, eight to nine selections. And honestly, the Vikings obviously moved back last year too. Um, I, th- I think you got to get at, at a minimum a first round pick in next year's draft, which I think could be huge. Then you could have potentially two first round picks going into next year. No matter what happens, that's always good draft capital to have in future drafts. So I'm, I'm curious what they do. I, th- I think it's going to be cornerback. I'm mostly with you guys there. Um, the wide receiver thing's so intriguing. You know, like if Drake London's there, I get it. I think the Vikings had him in for a workout too this weekend. So th- there is that idea and thought process there. It's not a position to need, but it could take your offense over the top. It's going to be a fascinating um, NFL first round draft, man. I-, I really can't wait to see what, what happens there. Uh, I am curious on you guys and who you think is just going to go off this season. No, Cooney, I'll start with you. Um, offense, defense, special teams for God's sakes. Is there any player... Uh, that you can see just popping off this year for the Vikings? Well, the easy answer for me is just to say Justin Jefferson. Right. Um, But I'm not going to go the easy answer. Uh, I'm going to go with, let's go with, I'm going to say Harrison Smith. I want to see what Harrison Smith can do in this 3-4 defense with Ed Domitel coaching him because, to be honest, with Zimmer, I feel like ever since that 2019 playoff game against the Saints where he he pulled out all the tricks against the Saints, you know, moving Everson and Daniel inside and stuff, he kind of used, to me, his last great cards, you know, um, to kind of trick offenses because the last two years, I mean, 
look at the stats, historically our defenses were bad, horrible, you know, and I don't think that he was really looking to innovate anymore. He was just kind of treading water. And I feel like with fresh eyes coming in onto the situation with Ed Donatell and his staff, I mean, Harrison Smith is, you know, one of the most versatile players on this team. And for him to be, you know, down by in the box and then, you know, before the the snap comes, he's, you know, running back to the backfield to cover and stuff. Like, maybe they'll blitz him more. Um, Maybe, you know, they'll have him more covering tight ends and whatnot. Like, I'm just excited to see what fresh eyes think that they can do with Harrison Smith. And I still think he's, you know, in good enough health that he can, um, you know, like pop off for another year and have another all-pro year maybe and kind of solidify his, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, career. You know, it's actually a really good answer, Kuni, because I feel like people are sleeping on it too, right? Like it's easy to say Justin Jefferson or a younger offensive player, but Harrison Smith brings that exact thing that Kevin O'Connell talked about in his opening press conference was that illusion of complexity, and you were you were hinting at it, right? Like he can be in the backfield and be in his positional position as a safety, or he can come up on the line and kind of confuse a quarterback if he's going to blitz or drop back in coverage. And yeah, I don't think he's been like a bad player these last two years, but it definitely feels like he, you know age is catching up to him, right? And and the game's catching up, and he is in a Hall of Very Good class. I wouldn't say he's a bona fide NFL Hall of Famer, but he can definitely solidify his case. And and safety is a position I think too that it's a position where you can play into your thirties and still be a successful guy, right? And I, I think Harrison has that ability to here to have maybe a second win in his career with a new coaching staff and Ed Donatel and Kevin O'Connell coming in. I really like that answer. Kyle, what do you think, man? Who's a Vikings player that you're looking at this season that you think is just going to pop off? Well, I kind of set it up this way for a reason. So hopefully maybe rookie TBD, the, the, maybe you get a big three in there if we, if we yeah. do go wide receiver first round. Uh, whether at 12 or trade back or even later in the rounds like Sky Moore or something. You know, who knows? Uh, but somebody on the team other than that on offense would be connect. I would like to see uh, what he, he does and Mongo does in this offense. And then uh, I think he's he can be like a super versatile aspect. Of, not not a Debo type of, uh, player, but, you know, just that, that scat back we've been missing. And yeah. – uh, on defense, I was going to say is the Darius. Hell yeah, yeah. I feel like Kane you know, Nwangu. I'm really excited about. Him. Yeah, with with Nwangu, uh, Kyle. I, I it feels like they've been lacking that dude. That you said kind of like a uh, Jarek McKinnon, that type of player, yeah. right? Like yeah. that versatile guy who could be in the backfield or catch some passes for you. Can he can hit up hit up some blocks? And yeah, he's not he's not going to be the next Debo. Like Demo Samuel's honestly like in a league in his league of his own right now. But yeah. they've they have missed that guy. And, and look, Dalvin Cook's awesome one of the best running backs in the NFL, but they do, I think, and, and Madison's like fine. Like I think you can find Alexander Madison's basically every single year in the draft in the later rounds, but Nuwangu's got that speed and that burst and that, that side that, that could that absolutely go off. Um, your Zadarius Smith point, man. I mean, he, I think he's the wild card of this entire team. Like if, yeah. if he's back to who he was in 2019 and 2020 with green Bay, like that dude's going to cause hell. That dude's going to cause some serious hell. Yeah, if I can add to that, I think he can be our Patrick Beverly to the Timberwolves. I think he has that leadership type of mentality. I mean, he's already bringing the defense together to go to Timberwolves games. Like, I haven't seen that 
um, with the team in years. Like I haven't seen that many players get together to go to and support another Minnesota sports team. You know, it looked like they were having fun. I think the Zadarius the Zadarius Smith signing was very underrated. And if he stays healthy, I have a lot of faith that he's gonna stay healthy. Um that that's that's just gonna change this defense completely and I this team as a whole. Dude, I love that. Didn't uh, Judd say the same thing? Yeah, I think I think he I think he said something like that this week as well, man. Yeah, he's Zadarius does yeah. have that that like bite and that edge and that like feeling of you despise playing against him, but if he's on your team and like he's got every one of your guys' back and I know he he was hurt a lot last season with Green Bay, but I mean that dude make Kirk Cousins' life hell the last few years when he was with the Packers, and I feel like he's going to be doing the same to Aaron Rodgers. So if if the Vikings can get that Zadarius Smith back, that's going to be absolutely huge for them. And yeah, I, he is. He's like the wild card. I think of that entire free agent, the new Vikings that they have brought in. Because if he's back, like then you're you're back to that old Everson and Daniel Hunter and that two headed dragon you had on the defensive line. And how they use him too is huge, right? Like he's he's an off the ball linebacker. Like he he is not a guy. He's a guy who can come off the edge. He can play on the line. I'm curious for how they want to use him. It's going to be awesome to watch him possibly cook in Ed Donatel's system. Uh, I'm curious on your expectations, two boys, for your Vikings. Okuni, I'll start with you. You know they're coming off back to back eight win seasons here. They missed the playoffs two years in a row. What are your general expectations? I know we haven't gotten through the draft yet, but what are your expectations for the Vikings in 2022? You know, I'm I'm more of an optimistic uh, fan. So uh, I'll start it off with I think my expectations for the team are for us to be competing for the NFC North, but not just the North, like the one or two seeds. And here's why. I think that the culture change and coaching – is going to play a bigger part than people think. Because last year, a lot of the, you know, people have said it all the time, the last two minutes of the first and second halves, we were absolutely horrible. You know, when I look at the games last year, yes, our offense definitely, were, there were times where I just watched and I'm like, well, what happened? You know, where did they go after the first drive, right? But to me, most of the issues were coaching. And I think that, so, okay, so let's say we start at eight wins. I think just by fixing the coaching problems off the defense, that's an extra two or three wins, right? Mm -hmm. So that gets you to 10 wins. And then with uh, Kevin O'Connell coming in and bringing in his offensive philosophy, that's another extra two or three wins. So that gets you up to 12 to 13, possibly, and that's fighting for the one or two seed right there. So I think that, and especially with culture, I mean, like, just, like, you can't underestimate what it is to go to a workplace and want to go there and work instead of what I see, what I I guess was the atmosphere last year was, and, you know, I don't really want to go to work because coach is like, irritated all the time he's always yelling at me i'm afraid to do something wrong i can't play loose and fast like i'm used to because he's gonna yell at me i mean he yells at me for doing something right you know like that's what i get is the feeling from last year and you can't underestimate what it's like to get like a breath of fresh air 
that don't want to go to work every day and to feel like, you know, even if I make a mistake, my coach has my back and he's going to put me in the best position possible. You know, so I think just those three factors right there are worth four to five extra wins to get us to win the North and possibly get the first or second seed. I love the optimism there, Okuni. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like they should probably be at least a win or two better just with coaching. That culture example you set up is perfect. I mean, it, it, it stinks when you, like, and this applies just outside of athletes. It applies to day-to-day life. Like, when you're going to a work culture and you literally hate your job or, or hate your infrastructure around you, too, like, it can be hard to get up to go to that job. It can be hard to give it all your all. And, and that, that can really strain you. So 13, 14 wins, I love that. I don't know if that can be possible, but I love the optimism. And if everything goes right, though, if they fix the defense and the offense hums where it's supposed to be, that is where they should be. That is where they should be. Op- There's so many variables in the NFL that can change that. But I, I, I do, I don't think as, as even though it's far fetched, I don't think it's unrealistic. I, I do think it's, I do think it's possible that it could happen. Uh, Kyle, what do you think, man? What are your expectations for the Vikings this season? I think I'm, I'm cut from the same cloth as a sports dad over there, Judd. You know, I'm, I'm hardened to all the, uh, the, the letdowns. <laughs> So I'm, I'm trying not to be overly optimistic. You know, I was excited when Kirk came in four years ago, and now I'm just like, you know, I, I was kind of hoping for a, for a clean house, you know. But if we can get one or two more wins, I think it, it, we're going to need three or four more wins to really solidify and have a shot in the playoffs with what we have on this roster. You know, the talent is all there. Um I don't know if we get if we got it there at quarterback. I don't want to completely just bash Kirk, but he's he's got it. But does he have all of it? You know what I mean. Um, I'm just I'm excited to see what what happens. I am, but I'm just I'm not trying to get my hopes up too much. You know what I mean. That's the life. That's the life of a Vikings fan, Kyle. Like right, yeah. like you're, you're trying not to try to drink that purple Kool Aid. What's up, Acuni? Yeah. Hope for the best, expect the worst. That's right. I just would like to uh, input on that uh, Kirk comment that you made. If you're not sure that he's got it, um, for me, I don't. I get where people are coming from, and I understand it a little bit. Like Kirk doesn't really—he's not Tom Brady. I completely understand that. But to say that he does not have a clutch gene at all to me, like Judd usually says, is is. Hard to understand because, I mean, this guy had, what, four game-winning drives last year, maybe more if the defense stepped up. I mean, if you look at the 2019 playoff game against the Saints, which I think people don't give him enough credit for, I mean, that pass to Adam Thielen down the field and then to, have, you know, to dagger it with Kyle Rudolph in the end, like, you don't, like, you have to have some clutch genes to make those plays, okay. you know. You have to have that in you to be able to make those plays. So he has it in him. Now, can he just get out of his head enough to be able to make those consistently? Because you don't go from no offers in high school until after your senior year and then fighting your way up to a starter in college and then, fight, you know, being a fourth-round draft pick and then fighting your way up to be, you know, to make the type of money that he's making and to be a, you know, a top 15 type of quarterback, if you don't have the guts, if you don't have what it takes to do what needs to be done in this league. So, I mean, I totally get it. He, there there are some insufficiencies with Kirk, 
but I do not think that they they are you know as bad as people say because he can definitely go down with in in the last thirty seconds and get you a game winning driver get you in a field goal position. He just needs to prove it more often than not. And then at this and then point. followed up by lining up under the right guard. Then. Yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> that too. That would help a lot. That's, that's all I mean by that. You know what I mean? He has he has it, but does he have all of it? You know yep. what I mean? I, I've never seen some of the goofy things that he's done under center. I, I haven't seen even some low-level starters. You know what I mean? They, yeah. Think of the, the five worst quarterbacks that you can think of in the NFL right now. Have they ever – Knelt the ball down his head, <laughs> on the ground, or line it up under the right guard. I mean, it's just—I have no idea. Sometimes, you know sometimes guys are too smart for their own good, and I think that that, yeah. that can be Kirk a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, Okuni, I agree, dude. I mean, there there are some misconceptions with them, and I know Judd's a little bit more harder on him maybe than Phil and I are. But at the same time, yeah, can he do it again? Right? Like, can he do it consistently? I think is probably, and that would shut up Judd, and that would shut up a lot of haters of. Of of him kind of lacking that clutch gene, and if he can deliver a dagger throw, another one like he did against the Saints um, in the playoff game a few years ago, like if he can consistently do that, I do think his narrative um, can can definitely change. Um, yes. As we wrap your Vikings vent line, I like to give you guys just a little platform here. One last thing you'd like to say, any shout outs you'd like to give, Okuni? I'll start with you. Is there any uh, person you'd like to thank, or any other thing you'd like to get off your chest here before we wrap? Uh, I'd like to thank my girlfriend, as always, as I do on this show, for uh, giving me the time and space to come on and, and talk with you guys. Because I don't really have anybody to talk Vikings football with. <laughs> so this is like a kind of like, I don't know, an outlet for me. So uh, I appreciate her for that. Um, there is one thing that I wanted uh, you, Declan, to ask um, Phil Mackey to do for me. Okay. Um, this could be a project of his. I think he would like it. He's into the stats type of guy. Could you ask him to kind of delve deep into the history and see what percentage of teams that use his model of um, the quarterback on the rookie scale contract, um, like what percentage of teams actually won the Super Bowl? using that type of model where you have the QB on the rookie scale contract and then you have the money to allocate elsewhere. Um, could you just ask him? He can go back to the year yeah. 2000. He can go back further if he wants, but it has to be teams that actually won the Super Bowl um, because that's our mission yeah. on this show. It's not to you know make the playoffs or be consistently in the playoffs. It is to win the Super Bowl. So, because I don't think that that model is as, uh, I don't want to say foolproof, but, you know, like, as... It's not as a lock as it, as it seems to be, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So what, exactly. what percentage of quarterbacks, while they were on the rookie deal, and those teams won the Super Bowl? Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. we can definitely do that. That's a that's a fun episode. That that's a totally that's a, something we can definitely do do a deep dive into. Definitely, Kyle. What about you, man? What, anything else you'd like to get off your chest here or say about the Vikes before we wrap? Russell Wilson was the last one to do that, right? On the scale contract, I believe. Answer that, that question. Yeah, I think Pat Mahomes was. Or Pat Mahomes, oh, yeah. Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, that was Mahomes. right. Second year starting. That's right. Flacco, yeah. I believe, was in the last year of his deal. Right, he was like on the fifth right. year option, I believe, when when the Ravens won there. So, 
off the top of the head, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Wilson Flacco, I think are, are those um, three that at least come to mind the last like 10 to 15 years. So, yeah, those, right. are, those are three. Uh, Kyle, anything else you'd like to say about the Vikes or, or anything you want to shout out here before we wrap up? Well, I mean, I just I want to give a shout out to my wife. She she puts up with it, but I'm actually I think I might have uh, switched her over from a Falcons fan. Okay, I went to the the home opener in 2019, and it was a sad day for her. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she's she's been she's been next to me, you know, listening to, listening to this, listening to you guys. So I got to give a shout out to y'all and uh, uh, my my Viking uh, heritage going back some days now so yeah, that's let's keep going alive and uh let's bring on home one of these days you know before we die i i love the amount of people on right that down in ventland that come on and literally thank their girlfriends of like not just because like oh you're a loving supporting partner me but like because you have to listen to these guys like vacky judd and myself as well like they are part of your relationship almost as much as you guys are as part of your own relationships yeah. i I find it absolutely yeah. hilarious, dudes. I always pause it, and then we talk about what y'all are talking about. Give her my little tidbits and stuff. I love it, dude. Uh, yeah. Okuni, Kyle, thank you guys so much for coming on Vikings Vent Line. I appreciate you guys. Uh, if anyone's listening and watching again, you want to come on a future show, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Back at full strength on Monday. Drink your surly. Watch your TCL TVs. We'll be back tomorrow.